Today is Thursday, June 24th. We'll explain new warnings about COVID-19 vaccines and why health experts say people should get them anyway. Also, the Supreme Court weighed in on the case of a cursing cheerleader, how it could set a new precedent for free speech. Plus, another historic and potentially dangerous weather event, new plans to cut air travel times in half, and why you might want to look up at the sky tonight. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy, all the day's news in about 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Lacey Evans, filling in for Erica Mandy during her maternity leave. You ready? Let's do this. Pretty soon, the COVID-19 vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna will come with a new warning. That's because this week, a CDC safety panel found there's likely a link between the shots and cases of inflammatory heart conditions. But to be clear, the experts say those cases have been extremely rare. When they have happened, it's been mostly men, younger than 30, who were especially impacted after their second shots. Most of those cases have been mild. But about 300 people did end up needing to go to the hospital. Symptoms include chest pain and an irregular heart rhythm, but doctors say the condition is treatable. So health experts don't want this warning to discourage people from getting their COVID-19 shots. A group of federal and private sector health officials released a statement about these new developments. It says the risks from not getting vaccinated are, quote, far greater than any rare side effects from the vaccines. Experts say people can get the same heart condition from getting COVID-19, along with other potential complications. They're going to keep tracking the cases and studying them in both people who did or didn't get the vaccines. As expected, President Biden laid out new efforts to stop a recent spike in violent crime. Mostly, he told state and local officials to boost their law enforcement capabilities. That means hire more officers, pay overtime, and invest in technology to make their systems more efficient. And to do all that, they can use $350 billion from the last COVID-19 relief package. The Biden administration is also working with 14 cities like Atlanta, Baltimore, and Detroit to invest in programs meant to stop crimes before they happen. Basically, people like nurses, counselors, and social workers will try to mediate potentially violent situations so they don't escalate. President Biden is also calling on Congress to do more to stop gun violence. He says lawmakers need to act fast to confirm his pick to lead the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, or ATF. He also is still pushing new gun reform. Remember, Biden wants Congress to ban high-capacity magazines and approve universal background checks. On that, the White House is facing some criticism criticism from both sides. Many Republicans say Biden's proposals go against the constitutional right to bear arms, whereas some gun safety advocates say Biden hasn't made gun reform enough of a priority. It was the very first punishment related to the January 6th Capitol invasion. An Indiana grandmother pleaded guilty to illegally entering the U.S. Capitol, and she was sentenced to three years of probation. She'll also have to perform 120 hours of community service and pay $500 in restitution, but she won't spend any time in jail. Almost 500 other people have been charged in federal court with crimes related to the Capitol riot, and some of those charges are more serious. For example, three groups of people are charged with conspiracy for allegedly planning to commit crimes at the Capitol before that day. In fact, one man from the extremist group Oath Keepers pleaded guilty to a conspiracy charge just yesterday. He could end up spending several years in prison. 
It appears an eccentric American tech mogul ended his own life in jail this week. John McAfee was found dead in his cell in Spain just hours after a court approved his extradition to the U.S. McAfee was set to face charges for tax evasion and cryptocurrency fraud. He was the creator of the McAfee antivirus software, although he hasn't been associated with that company for more than two decades now. McAfee was, at one point, worth more than $100 million. But during the 2008 financial crisis, the value of his investment plunged. He sold his company and retired. But in the years since, he hasn't stopped making headlines. McAfee has said he's fathered at least 47 children, married a prostitute, and lived on a mega yacht. Back in 2016, he ran for U.S. president as a libertarian candidate. He has also said taxes were illegal and refused to pay them for several years. McAfee allegedly owed the U.S. government more than $4 million in taxes before fines or interest. He was arrested in Spain last year and had been there for eight months until his death yesterday. John McAfee was 75 years old. Had he been extradited, tried, and convicted, a judge could have sentenced him up to 30 years in prison. People in the Pacific Northwest should start preparing for what could be the hottest weather that's ever been recorded there. In parts of Washington and Oregon, temperatures are expected to reach anywhere from 100 degrees to 114 this weekend. That could break records by a lot. Normally, the average temperature for June in that part of the country is in the 70s, so a lot of people there don't have central air conditioning. The National Weather Service suggests those people keep their blinds closed to block sunlight as much as possible, use fans, and avoid using the oven or stove inside. Many cities are also planning to open cooling centers and pools just to give people some relief. The excessive heat is expected to last from tomorrow through at least Monday. Much more news ahead, but first, your main host, Erica Mandy, explains why she appreciates our sponsor, BetterHelp. I know the past year plus has been especially stressful, but you still deserve to be as happy as possible to achieve your goals and feel like your best self. And I know one great way to do that is through therapy. I think of it as going to the gym, but for our mental health. And BetterHelp makes it so easy. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's convenient. You can start communicating in less than 24 hours. And it's confidential. You always connect in a safe and private online environment. This is not self-help and it's not a crisis line. This is professional counseling where you can send your counselor a message anytime plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a Newsworthy listener, you'll get 10% off your first month. Just go to betterhelp.com newsworthy. Join more than a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, go to betterhelp, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com newsworthy. For the first time in 50 years, a high school student won a free speech case in the Supreme Court. The case centered on 18-year-old Brandy Levy. A few years ago, while she was a freshman in high school, she vented her frustration about not making the varsity cheerleading team by posting a vulgar rant on Snapchat. Well, someone showed it to the cheerleading coach, and Levy got suspended from the junior varsity squad. So, Levy and her parents sued the school. Flash forward to this week, and in an 8-to-1 decision, the Supreme Court sided with Levy. The justices say Levy's Snapchat message didn't disrupt school activities. So in this case, punishing Levy for her off-campus rant violated her First Amendment right to free speech. That said, the Supreme Court said there are instances when school districts can discipline off-campus speech. For example, if threats are made or if a student is being bullied. 
by the way, the Supreme Court still has eight more cases to be decided this term. One of them is a dispute over voting rights that could affect new elections laws recently added in several states. Stay tuned. Today, Microsoft is officially debuting its new version of Windows. It's the first major update to the operating system in six years. As CNET reports, the new Windows is expected to have a redesigned look with app icons moved to the middle of the screen, new color schemes, and new alert sounds. And CNBC says the new version will be faster than Windows 10. On top of all that, experts say we can also expect updates to Microsoft's App Store. The announcements are coming at an online event that starts this morning at 11 Eastern. Amazon's Prime Day broke sales records this year. Prime members bought more than 250 million items worldwide over the two-day sales event. Amazon says the most popular purchases were for robotic vacuums, coffee makers, and teeth whitening kits. Back-to-school items were also popular, along with tools, electronics, and other household items. And Amazon says individual sellers on their site did even better. In fact, it was the biggest two-day sales period for third-party sellers in the company's history. Competing sales did well, too. Other big-name companies like Walmart, Target, Best Buy, and Macy's offered deals this week. So overall, Adobe Analytics found Americans spent more than $11 billion online Monday and Tuesday. That's nearly 30% more than an average day in June. It's the end of an era for late-night comedy. Conan O'Brien is set to host his final show on TBS tonight. The comedian has been a fixture on late-night TV for nearly 30 years, making him the longest-tenured late-night host. He spent most of that time on NBC as the host of Late Night with Conan O'Brien. His latest show, called Conan, debuted on TBS in 2010. Tonight, his final show will be an hour long, and his last guest will be actor and comedian Jack Black. O'Brien isn't retiring, though. After this, he's working on a new weekly variety show for HBO Max. So far, there's not a release date set. This evening, you should be able to see the last supermoon of the year, as long as clouds don't get in the way. By supermoon, we mean it will be a little bit larger and brighter than a typical full moon. This one is nicknamed the strawberry moon, but that doesn't mean it will look anything like a strawberry. In fact, it will look more like a gold ball. The Farmer's Almanac says Native American groups came up with the name because the supermoon coincides with the time of year that strawberries are ready to be picked. As for why it looks so large and bright, that's because the moon is a bit closer to Earth than usual. That's it for the main news today, so now it's time for Thing to Know Thursday. And today, we're talking about the possible return of supersonic travel. United Airlines is betting it will be a reality again soon. The airline recently put down a cash deposit for a fleet of supersonic jets. It's planning to buy 15 of them, which will cost about $3 billion. A company called Boom Supersonic is developing the aircraft. Boom's CEO says the jets will be carbon neutral, and tickets will cost passengers about as much as a standard business class or first class ticket. He expects to have them ready for commercial flights by the end of the decade. And he's not alone. A handful of other startups are working on their own models, too. They're said to be able to fly as fast as 1,300 miles per hour. That's more than double the speed of a traditional plane. So it would take just three and a half hours to get from New York to London. And a trip from San Francisco to Tokyo could take just six hours. However, unless U.S. laws change, none of these flights will be able to go over land in the U.S. Only 
transoceanic routes will be allowed. That's because when planes fly faster than the speed of sound, they create what's called a sonic boom. On the ground, it sounds like a loud thunderclap or an explosion. So NASA researchers are working with Lockheed Martin to make the sonic boom a little less jarring, so it sounds more like a door slamming instead. And their experiments could help regulators set new noise standards for supersonic flight in the future. Thank you for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow with more news. Until then, have a great day.